0: Thank you. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm Nave, and each week we play a cooperative experience and bring you to the listener. I don't know. I don't have the notes in front of me. This is a different kind of episode today. It's going to be a solo Q&A episode. Actually, I'm just going to be really scrolling through Twitter and doing all kinds of weird shit. I don't know. I'm just going to do whatever my heart contents. I'm going to bring the Nave energy to this empty void that I'm talking into. Very weird experience indeed for people we do have a couple of questions though from some beautiful listeners and also philip who some for some reason sent in a question but i guess philip does listen to the episodes whenever he's recording and editing them and stuff like that so i'm not nearly as present as he as he is whenever we're in the middle of the show but i'm going to try and keep the structure a little bit normal like a normal video game except there's nothing to fucking talk about afterwards i guess we're playing twitter this week right twitter's the game a lot of people out there fucking playing Twitter these days. But speaking of playing, I haven't really been playing a whole lot lately. I don't know if you've been listening or keeping up with what we talk about each week, but I've been in a, a a rut. Ever since I've played Inscription, I've kind of been in a rut. It's hard to like keep myself focused on anything. and I don't know if it's Inscription's fault or the state of the gaming industry at large or what happened. I have been playing a little bit of Diablo here and there uh the game of course there's not a whole lot to report on besides the game is good i haven't made much progress i think i'm in like act 3 like halfway through act 3 i'm way too overleveled i'm trying to just mainline the story so i can get a mount and then kind of explore other things but i've been so so very distracted lately i got kind of like a uh a new little like friend group that i've just been kind of been dancing monkey like in the middle of the room for them for, for uh, a couple of days the past few weeks, went to like a party with them. I've been lugging Rock Band around, so I've vis- I guess I've been playing Rock Band as well and the Jackbox games. You know, I'm the video game boy, so I've got all these video games for people to play, and it's been quite fun. Um, it's a qu- it's it's quite a good experience playing Rock Band with people that haven't played in a decade essentially. Uh, like seeing the look on their face when they scroll through my like 1300 songs and then they see Pierce the Veil and they had no reason to expect seeing Pierce the Veil there. So we end up playing all three of the songs that they have on there and they're just singing their fucking hearts out. And we're all getting like 60% because everyone's too busy playing karaoke night. Uh, I, I, it, It's such a cool experience. Like I, especially when like halfway through they're like, Oh, man, I need to buy rock band. And I get to explain to them that these instruments are like $400 each. And then they're scared to play the game anymore because they don't want to break my shit in front of me. I've been doing a lot of swimming. It's like we're like we are like next door neighbors to the sun here in Oklahoma right now. So I've been playing the swimming pool. And just floating around, you know, take an edible and just like exist. Exist in in the in the float area and just talk about all kinds of weird random shit to the because it's a public pool obviously so you got a whole bunch of random people just around existing with you i look like a uh like a pissed off emo alligator inside of that waters cuz i'm always floating and just like blowing bubbles i don't know what my obsession is with bubbles when i'm inside of the pool but i'm always just nose, like, nose underneath the surface. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. Anyway, I've also been playing a little bit of Inscription again. Uh, I'm picking that game back up since I've been talking about it so much. And it's just as fucking hard as I remember it being. Though I feel like I'm getting consistently further than I usually do. I'm still trying to hammer away at the Casey's mod. Uh, the end game content. And I'm still trying to do it the hardest way possible, which is just activate everything that I just unlocked uh, and try and do a run that way, which I don't think you're supposed to be doing if you're struggling so much. But I'm very stubborn. I beat Margit and Elden Ring without leveling up once so <laughs> because I felt like I could. Sometimes I just add these stupid little modifiers to these games to challenge myself, and uh, usually all they do is they challenge my arteries because I'm about to have a stroke. I get so uh, so annoyed with everything that's happening. I also picked up Near Automata, so surprise, surprise! That poll that I that I ran like four months ago, asking what long game I should play next, uh, and Near Automata won. I'm finally gotten around to playing that. I had a six hour save in it already. So I've played it already a little bit, but um, honestly, I couldn't remember what was going on. And this is a, this is one of those games, I think, that I would really enjoy the storyline to it. So I decided to restart it, and the start of Nier Automata is great. It reminds me a lot of the original God of War, where you have that kind of you have kind of like this weird section then you're instantly thrown right into like a giant boss fight like a big bombastic one so i'm really enjoying that um i was streaming it and yeah it, it was just a, it was just a nice little nice little time i wonder if i started consistently streaming if i would be able to get a little audience there you know, I kind of enjoyed streaming. It was just way too difficult for me to be like consistent about anything and play one game. I feel like if you are a, like a, a streamer that streams a million different things, it's really hard to keep an audience that way. I think most people just want to watch you play Fortnite all day. But I don't know anything about Twitch, so I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know how much i'm playing myself in my brain but i do see the front page of twitch every time i go to it and it's always like the same 10 categories up at the top so i don't know i would love to be able to stream and just have a little community there too but like again like i said it's the consistency quite difficult to pull off i really respect you guys you guys out there who are i don't know if i have any streamers that are listening to the show but if you do stream, you probably understand exactly what I'm talking about. Alright, anyways, I don't think I'm playing anything else. I did buy a game. Uh, I think it's called Murdered, and a, 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 a survival horror RPG or something like that. It's just one of those indie indie horror games that looks like a Nintendo 64 game. Um, It looks pretty cool. It's got like I think it's got almost five stars on it with like six votes. So so me and the eight other people that keep buying these indie horror games, of course, are uh, really enjoying it. But I don't know if I'm gonna be able to play it or not. I had a whole bunch of cool stuff on sale, like, uh, what what was it called? I can't remember. Bio mutant or something like that. Like a whole bunch of random things that I would like to play. <clears throat> The, the most recent edition of Darkest Dungeon I, I would probably like to have, but I have like the OG one, but um, I don't know. I just can't justify spending like 30 bucks on something right now where I definitely am not going to play it. Like, it's not even like I might. I'm definitely not going to play it for a while. I've been spending a lot because like I said, I've been hanging out with a lot of people. I've been spending a lot of money. Takes It takes money to maintain your friendships. To go out and eat and stuff. Order the pizzas. Order the delicious pizza. Okay. Well, what other what what do we do on our show? It's so weird because I don't have like the notes in front of me. Cause I didn't write any notes. I can't remember the structure of our own fucking show. Usually it's Philip that's the one that's pushing the pushing us to the next spot. I think the next part would be the write-ins, right? Oh, the Patreon. Uh, if you like what we do over here with me and Philip, we're having a uh, an interesting time keeping the pod together with all of our uh, extra responsibilities and things that are distracting us and stuff like that. But if you would like to support us on Patreon, it would mean so much. Over at Patreon.com/slash Gaming Together Pod. Yeah, Gaming Together Pod. And if you don't want to kick us a couple of bucks, leave us a, a nice review on any of your podcast catchers in like uh, iTunes or Spotify or anything like that, and that really helps us. We appreciate all of you out there listening in the meantime. As for the patrons, read those guys out. Insane Cracker, Nick at Night, Hopple, Michael Superbacker, and the Intergalactic Pinecast. We love all of you guys. You guys are making it possible for us to use ZenCaster. At this point, since Zencaster decided to squeeze us of all of our hard-earned money, thank you. I do have a notification on Twitter, so let's go check that real quick. I what am What is going on? Oh, uh, I'm being tagged in something. I'm like, this is not my post. I'm just tagged in an image. Okay, <laughs> very confused for a second. And I now I got to get back to where I was to the fucking meat and potatoes the titles of the of the episode all right we've got a couple of ride-ins after that I think I'm just gonna scroll through it and, and just talk about whatever the fuck. There's a lot of stuff going on in the gaming industry right now. I don't have anyone to bounce off of but I can ramble. I'm pretty good at rambling. I don't need I, I forgot that I was recording honestly this is just what I do in in normal meat space here in my apartment as a bachelor. I'm just a bachelor this is what I do. I'm just talking to myself in this exact cadence. Alright, we have we have a we have a couple of repeat write-ins, so i just do those back to back. Why not? But uh, we got Will Adriel Real King Zozatai on Twitter. All these on on Twitter. And uh, Will is obviously from the Great Friday Night Gamecast, someplace we uh, quite reliably collaborate with. I think just recently I was over there to talk about Dead Space. Very, very recently it released. But we talked about it months ago. I think I was still playing uh, Like a Dragon Ishin by that time. Man, I should really beat Lost Judgment, huh? All these Yakuza games are coming out on top of each other. All the other games are coming out on top of each other. It's pretty intense and scary. Anyway, Will wrote in and said, or asked... Do you have a dream developer you want to work on Halo? That's uh, kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't really know. Are we talking about like picking up picking up the the mantle for three four three, or are we talking about like making spinoffs? Because I kind of at this point, I'm fine with three four three just sticking it out. Like they've already made like quite a great game, and they're the only reason, or the only, the major major problem that they have is that they're not releasing like content fast enough to keep up with like a live service thing. So they're kind of hoping that they can coast in the background for a little while, and then when people come back in like seven or eight months, like thinking, oh, I wonder what happened to Halo Infinite, they might have like a Rainbow Six Siege effect where you come back and there's just all this. Extra sweet juicy delicious content. You come back to Halo and you're like, oh scrum diddly The big team battle maps. That was my monster energy drink. I'm sorry. I should probably drink this. Ah yum yum. I started talking about scrum diddly and I forgot that I had this this liquid drugs right next to me to help wake me up, took a big old nap as soon as I got home, I really am starting to, I'm fixing to turn 30, I'm starting to feel it, I'm starting to really enjoy the post-work nap, I get home, it's like 110 degrees every day, I'm sweaty, sweaty balls, gonna walk into, just walk straight into my shower with my clothes on, the work clothes that I wear every day, so I don't have to wash them. I just run I just rub my old spice body wash all over my work clothes that are covered in soot, soot, and shit from geese. And then I go straight to sleep after eating my my five guys that I've ordered on Uber Eats. I go into a food coma. What am I talking about? Uh Halo. Okay, so if if I were if someone were to take the mantle of Halo... So this is the thing. So people are like, oh yeah, machine games, it's software, all these people. And the problem that I have with that is that I would like machine games and it's software to work on the things they want to fucking work on. I've got gas. Too much carbonation, too fast. I would like them to make their Dooms and stuff like that. I wouldn't want to sacrifice Wolfenstein and Indiana Jones and, uh, and Doom for Halo... Even though i love all of these franchises i would really want 343 since they're already doing the thing to continue to do the thing and just figure out a way to do it better i know that's not that easy but i mean it would probably be better than another studio coming in and starting from scratch right game development's hard so but if i had to say somebody i would probably take one of the cod developers if the activision deal goes through like maybe raven soft raven softworks would be an interesting fit uh like make call of duty a bi-yearly or maybe even a tri your yearly uh ordeal and start like releasing all of these shooters because xbox just has all of these shooters under their belt now and great shooter teams and so it would probably be beneficial to have this like wide rotation of like Wolfenstein, Doom, Halo, Call of Duty, what was it? Blinks the Time Sweeper, you know, all the classic first-person shooters that we're playing uh, in the modern era. Raven Softworks, I would like to see them doing something else. Halo would be a pretty cool fit. So how about that, Will? Hopefully I answered at some point. But you do have another question, so maybe I can redeem myself. He asks... What's your take on pineapple on pizza? You can eat whatever you want. I'm, I'm fenced, sitting, nave. You can eat whatever you want. But you have to understand you're an abomination to God, right? Like, you do have to, you can't go both ways. Can't eat pineapple on pizza and just pretend that you're not some kind of abject freak. Now listen, we all do weird things when we're eating. okay. I' I'm, an, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a pretty picky eater, okay? I'm so picky that I end up doing very strange things to food, right? Um I microwave Oreos. Just let that sit in for a second. I'll microwave Oreos. We all do something that makes us a a, a freaking mutant. As, f- as far as food is concerned. But that's the thing is that I understand that I'm a strange individual for doing that. Now to elaborate, I probably just made some people like throw up spontaneously as soon as I said that. Um, to elaborate on the Oreo thing, I, I microwave Oreos for like two seconds. So that it melts just just enough to start melting the icing, so that the conti- conti- the texture and consistency of the cookie is more like a s'more than a solid cookie. It's like the same way that when you dip the Oreo in milk, it makes it soggy, but you don't want it to become a paste barely held together at the molecular level. You want it to be like a little bit soggy, but I but th- it's just for the it's just for the icing. And without the cookie, so the cookie's still crunchy. The icing's very soft and malleable, barely held together. Uh, like the content- like the texture of semen. That's what I want the cookie to have in the middle of it. Um, I, in the in the and the delivery of the heat doesn't matter. That's that's a main point, too. Like, I would put them in the oven if the oven didn't add an extra 30 minutes to the prep time of the cookie getting melted a little bit. Another way you can do it is you can put it in, like, the window. You know, if it's on a sunny day, put it in the window. Just let the Oreos melt a little bit. The problem is, is that, like, you know, you can't control the weather. Unless you're some kind of actual mutant freak. But you can control the microwave. You can tell the microwave to stop it. Cut it out after two seconds. Quit it! Quit it! Stop doing that. And then you get your cookie that's vaguely melted. And then you can watch your police chase videos on YouTube or whatever you like to watch. Pineapple on pizza. What else do I do that's super weird? Um, This is something I've been made fun of for a long time. So I don't really like bread that much. I'll eat it. It's not that I hate bread. But it's that I've always, since I was a kid... In my head thought that why would I eat shitty bread when I could save room in my stomach for more meat? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Just for, for more potatoes. For more french fries. I want some more. Ex- I want the things that I really want. I want, the, I want to eat the things that I enjoy. I don't want the vessel that's bringing the thing. You don't eat the fork. Right? You don't eat the fork. You don't give a fuck about the fork. You want what's on the fork. That's what bread is to me. Bread is a fork. What I'm getting at is, when I eat sandwiches and cheeseburgers and stuff like that, I usually take one of the buns off. And I eat it like a pizza. Like, I hold it from the bottom, and all everything is just balanced on top. Like that one video game on the old Cartoon Network website, the one Flash game where the you're, I think it's Billy and Mandy styled, where you're like catching shit on the sandwich. That's what I do, and then I, I lure, I'm luring it Jenga tout Jenga style into my into my mouth. And uh, I don't do it for every place. There are some places that I can't do it, like Whataburger. If you've ever eaten a Whataburger, you know that they put the cheese on top of the meat, and then put the bun on top, and then on the bottom, that's where all the lettuce, the mayonnaise. The the lettuce, the onions, the lettuce, that's where all that stuff goes. So the problem is, is that if you're going to take a bun off, you are either sacrificing delicious melty cheese, which is unforgivable. Or you are sacrificing the bun that's holding all of the shit together. So if you do do that, you have to put your fingers, you have to come in direct contact with, with mayonnaise and catsoup. You don't want to touch that with your bare hands. What are we, barbarians? We Here in America, we eat, we eat chicken wings with a fork and knife. We do not touch that saucy shit. I don't like wings, though. So you can eat wings however you want. I'll just have chicken tendies. I'll have boneless wings, which are just big chicken nuggets. Put the lemon pepper on it. I don't want sauce. I don't like sauce. You know what I'm saying? This is my problem with, like, Burger King and shit. Like, every time I go to Burger King, I have to go out of my way to be like, can I get light mayonnaise? Light mayonnaise. And I always say it weird because that makes the cook who has the headset on go, ha, 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 what a fucking dummy. What a moron, baboon, goo goo gaga!" Like what a, like, but he thinks about it, and then he gives me light mayonnaise. You know what I mean? Because they fucking splatter that shit. It looks like a fucking hentai. How much mayonnaise is on my sandwich? How much ketchup is on my sandwich? Who fucking enjoys biting into a burger and getting like a fucking milk mustache with condiments? You know what I'm saying? It makes me uh, uh, it, it makes me so pissed off. It's like stepping on a tube of toothpaste. There's so much fucking extra... It's extra liquid that doesn't need to be there. What am I talking about? Food. Weird. What what else do I do with food? Embarrass myself a little bit more. I don't really know. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. Because everything else is like, I just don't like that. I just don't like this food. But that's just, you know... Me being a picky eater. Anyway, pineapple on pizza, I'll pick it off. I'll survive. It's okay. You can have it, though. I like sausage on pizza. You know what a really weird revelation to me was? Was that the default topping for pizza is pepperoni, which is shocking to me. And I'm sure that literally all five of you that are listening right now were like, well, duh, you fucking idiot. Well, what else would it be? I think sausage is the best topping for pizza. Thank you very much. I think I've always eaten pizza. If I get a pizza with one topping, I'm always getting sausage. Always. Italian sausage. Though I want the little spice. I want the little, you can't see my hand. I'm doing the Italian thing. I want that on my pizza. It seems so strange to me that pepperoni, because pepperoni pizza, it's good. I love pepperoni pizza. I almost always have pepperoni on my pizza, if I can help it. But just pepperoni on the pizza just seems so lame. It's not as good. It's not as flavorful. You don't. You bite into the sausage, and you get that. Your taste buds go, ah, ah, what was that? Ah, stop it. What are you doing to me? I want that. No veggies on the pizza, though. Not a big fan of cooked vegetables. Don't know why. Always got to be raw. That will bite into an onion, like an apple. I love raw vegetables. And fruits, too. I don't know if you cook fruits. But I want those raw, too. All right, so we got Jordan. Anyways, let's fucking move on. Jordan, well, we're not moving on because of the question. Jordan at Berserker This Berserker underscore this with two eyes. and this. He writes for CompleteXbox.uk and friend of the show. He was on Wolong, the Wolong episode. He asks best slash worst meal. So we're just going to, this is the, this is the food half hour talk. My favorite food is french fries, by far. I've never been to a place where I don't like the french fries. Now, I've been to places where I, like, I would prefer to eat a different kind of french fry. Like, just today, I ate a fat-ass meal of fucking Freddy's, right? Freddy's uh, frozen custard. Which, what a horrible name, custard. Custard! You want to put custard in your mouth? Fuck. It's awful. It's just like ice cream or whatever, though. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what the difference between cust- but custard and ice cream and sherbet. Yogurt. I mean, not yogurt, but it's like, like... I don't know what the difference between all of these fucking things are. They still give me a tum-tum ache if I eat a lot of it. It's all the same shit to me. It still tastes good when you put Reese's Peanut Butter Cup inside of It still tastes yummy-yum. Freddy's though have these shoestring fries. Not a fan. Not enough potato inside of there. It just tastes like the. It's just the crust of the potato. If you like the crust of the potato, you're gonna love shoestring fries. I just think that. I don't know. I need a little meat on my potatoes. I need a little meat on my potatoes. I think the borderline is McDonald's French fries, which are delicious, but that's about as. That's the ratio of skin to to, to potato. It's about. As far as I'm willing to go, and still be a hundred percent satisfied. One fair, like I think it's weird that people eat French fries with condiments, because again, like I said, I don't really like condiments. I don't like, I don't like mayonnaise and mustard and ketchup and ranch and stuff all, all that often on my food, if I can help it. But there are some exceptions. So when I eat Five Guys, I always eat those fries with ketchup. I don't know what it is, but it just because the fries are pretty good by themselves. But ketchup just enhances it so much. I don't understand. It's like the peanut gallery experience. I don't know what I don't even know what that means. I'm thinking of their peanuts. I assume it's a peanut gallery when you're eating a pl- at a place with peanuts, like a Western Sizzling or something. I don't I, 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 don't know where I'm thinking of. It's not Western Sizzling, a place that I don't even think exists anymore. I don't know what a peanut gallery is either, um, or even what I'm saying. French fries are my favorite food, and I eat them in, in all kinds of shapes. Really, I would just say potatoes, because I like a baked potato. I like fried potato. I like boiled potato. How else can you cook a potato? I don't like raw potatoes. That's the one vegetable I won't eat raw. The worst meal though. Now again, I said I'm extremely picky. So I so there's a lot of things that I have a hard time eating specifically texture-wise. I have a really hard a really like weak gag reflex. So anything that tastes like snot or like a bodily, a bodily, a body part, like I, it's hard to eat squishy things. It's hard to eat like fibery things. Like I love the taste of strawberries. I hate eating a straw. I will, I will gag immediately. Uh, like even if I'm drinking a strawberry shake and a little piece of strawberry goes into my mouth, I'll immediately start gagging. It's that intense for me, but I love how they taste. Strawberries taste delicious. I can't eat pineapples, very way too fibery. Celery, like right on that borderline. Celery tastes like shit, anyways. But you know, very fibery. I really like the the taste. Like some onions are pretty fibery, but like I, I'm fine with it. Pears, borderline. I like the taste too much. So it's like there's a ratio, fiberness to deliciousness, that they have to maintain. To get the seal of approval. As far as worst meal goes though. I can't think. What is the worst meal I've ever had? Hmm. Well if I'm talking best meal I've ever had. I'd probably say like if I was on death row. I'd probably order five guys. Really enjoy that shit. Eat it quite often. Death row five guys. Um. Worst meal. I don't know. It's got to be something snotty. I'm thinking is immediately of like wasabi. That's a. I know that's a. That's a sauce. Like a, or like a. It's a thing you dip stuff in or like put on. It's a condiment. But it's like very snotty. Avocado, horrible, disgusting looking. Uh, what is it? A durian? Fucking awful. It looks like snot. Like the inside of a durian. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not the best. I'm not the one that you want to consult for food. That's for sure. Because I'm also very basic with my food. Like I'll eat. I'll go to eat pho. And I won't put anything. I'll put like some a little lime in it. And that's it. I'm like, all right, this is cool. No flavor at all. Delicious. I'm usually eating fudge to, like, cure a hangover anyways, so I want it to be, like, very mild so it doesn't upset my tum-tum. I don't know. Oh, probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Uh, when I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings, they have a thing called the Blazing Challenge where we attempt to deal, uh, <laughs> to deal excessive bodily harm to our customers because they asked for it. Um, and one of the things that at my particular restaurant, I think is probably pretty normal for most restaurants is that they haze you after like you work there for like two months. You, they force you to eat some blazing challenge wings. And I, I do not do well with hot food at all. I, I can barely eat jalapenos, especially if there's like a bunch of seeds in them. Jalapenos are weird because those things are fucking, those things are inconsistent. Alright. Sometimes you eat a jalapeno and you're like, yep, that's what I expected. It's a little, it's a little hot. It's fine. But sometimes you eat a freak of nature jalapeno made by Pucker Butt himself. And it's it's insanity what happens. Like I used to make the I used to make the uh what is it? Not the salsa, but the pico, the pico de gallo. Used to make that. And I was, sometimes I would make that shit so hot on accident. I like got fucking, I would fuck people up with that pico because I, I would use the same amount of jalapenos and I don't like, really like pico that much. So I wouldn't taste it, which is terrible. You shouldn't, if you're gonna make some shit, you gotta taste it. You know what I mean? Make sure it's fucking okay. But, uh, I didn't really like pico that much, but I, but we would, everyone, you know, when you're in the, in the kitchen, you're always like grazing. Everyone's always grazing. You got to test the product, make sure it tastes good. And every now and then some, one of the cooks would eat some of the pico and be like, whoa, shit. Like, oh fuck. (laughs) What What did you do? I'm like, I don't know. The jalapenos, man, they're inconsistent. I don't eat anything hot. So that would be my hell being on hot ones. That's the worst meal, I think. Hot ones, but but it's like hot sauce, and I have to dip the chicken wing in a durian and wasabi and an avocado. That's hell. Okay. Anyway, Jordan wrote another one. This is question two out of three for him. He said, why are you so loud? Well, that's a deep philosophical question, Jordan. I imagine it's because I was neglected by my parents, and now, I'm, now I have intense attention-seeking behavior, coping mechanisms. <laughs> nah, but yeah, but nah. Uh, I think that it's just part of my personality at this point. I am a very loud person. Um, when I'm trying to interact with people, I moved around a lot as a kid, and I one of the things that I did realize pretty early on is that if I'm if I'm quiet and shy. If I'm the quiet and shy new kid, then nobody cared. But if I was the goofy goofball goober clown kid, then people were like, oh, I kind of want to talk to this guy. This guy's cool. Like, oh, maybe maybe I should do that. And of course, when you're a kid, loud equals funny. That's just arithmetic. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely extremely loud, though. I feel terrible for my neighbors. As my neighbors uh, have to deal with me on a consistent basis, screaming into my microphone, screaming at my video games. You should hear me scream at video games. I'm pretty loud, and sometimes it's hard to distinguish if I'm upset or not. But I just like being a dramatic boy. I try to do anything to tr- just, just make the people around me smile, and I think that it's. I think that if I let myself succumb to the annoyance. Sometimes I say the most out-of-pocket, goofy shit. Like, I make some seriously wild comparisons. I start calling people, like, ridiculously elaborate, mean things. I'm not particularly upset. I am tapping into that, though. I have that beast inside of me. And sometimes I just let it out a little bit. Because I think it's funny. It makes me laugh. Which I think that if you can make yourself laugh... You're a lot much more likely to make other people laugh as well. Um, I also, you know, speak way too close. I'm technologically illiterate. I don't know how far I'm ever supposed to, like, be from this microphone. I've never had anyone, like, show me what to do about any of this stuff. So I've just been winging all of it. It's all held together by hopes and prayers. Adjust it right now. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm a little paranoid. Also take a monster energy break. Speaking of monster energy, that's probably a reason too. I'm a fucking crack fiend for energy drinks. I can't go a day without my B vitamins and my taurine and my l can can canatine carnitine. All that stuff that makes my brain feel like it's a beehive. So I'm a little wiry whenever I'm on the podcast. I really like to bring the energy. If I can. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'm an emo boy. I'll go quiet and be baby about it. But when I am able, I like to. Sometimes I'm a lot. Sometimes I'm way too much. Like I think my our last episode, the episode just before this one, where we talked about Rai, Son of Rome, I was on one. I re-listened to that episode and it was hard to listen to sometimes because I just always had something to say. And also, when you podcast uh, over the internet like this, sometimes it's hard to gauge when you're allowed to speak because there's a slight delay between everybody, and the delay is a little bit different for everyone. And some people are louder than others, and all that kind of stuff. So you can only really rely on your video feeds being uh, as snappy as possible. But, and also, it depends on how good the editing is. So, Philip, that's what I'm saying. Philip. You didn't edit that episode very good, boy. Nah, he did a good job. He edits so much faster than me. But uh, sometimes he lets us talk over each other, and that makes gives me agita. That's why it takes me so long to edit sometimes. Besides the fact I'm playing like Cookie Clicker and like listening to fucking dubstep and stuff like that simultaneously, just not paying attention, thinking about space. Like I uh, like okay. Listen, the other night. I was, like, talking in the group chat, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm about to go to sleep, but I can't stop watching these YouTube videos before I go to sleep. I'm, like, fascinated. And they're like, what are you watching? And I'm like, I'm watching simulations of asteroid impacts on the Earth in different cities and stuff like that, different sizes, just to see how much people would die if an asteroid hit us. And they're like, why the fuck are you watching that before bed? Like, I forget that I do very unhealthy things. To myself, and then I wonder why I have nightmares about the sun blowing up and stuff like that. And then, then I'm on like a 20 minute diatribe, like a lecture in the group chat about how asteroids don't reflect light, and the one one of the main reasons why we even know about most asteroids is because they pass in front of things that are emitting light. And if an asteroid, there's a chance that an asteroid's coming right to Earth, and we have no idea until it's pretty fucking close. And we have, like, hardly any time to, like, what are we gonna do? You know? You ever think about that? You ever think about fucking the extinction? You ever think about gamma ray bursts? We would be fucking cooked like a microwave if we got tibbity tapped in the zip code of our fucking solar system got tapped by a fucking gamma ray burst. Are you kidding me? Let alone our internet connection. How fragile our entire existence is. I think about this. I'm very, I'm an existential person. I have a lot of thoughts about, about the demise of the human race. What am I talking about? YouTube? Sleep? Energy drinks. Why I'm loud? I think I, I'm trying to walk it back in my head. Um, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm loud because I like to be loud around people. I'm actually ex- incredibly quiet when I'm here by myself or if I'm like with somebody I'm really comfortable with. I'm actually a quiet, awkward boy. if you can believe that. like whenever I was first twitch streaming, I was very quiet. I don't talk too much, so it was unnatural for me to just continue talking. So the only way I could con- I-, I could get myself to twitch stream was to have a friend who I talk to all the time watch me consistently watch me while i twitch stream and then i would talk to them and then when they weren't there i would talk as if they were there and i was like oh this is what this is how people do it like you literally have to like just pretend that you're talking like doing it right this moment pretending i'm talking to somebody and i don't know it's uh it's a weird thing (laughs) it's like oh it's not a flex to be like oh yeah i can talk to myself pretty fucking good you know but that's why i'm loud i'm gonna i'm gonna end that one there because i've got another question from jordan he says what's your game of the year so far or favorite game of the year so far favorite game of the year i don't know how many games I've, i've played a good amount of games that came out this year Um, as far as Xbox is concerned, I think Inscription came out this year, so I'm assuming he's gonna assume that I'm gonna say that. Um, I would, I'd probably say Inscription as well, but that game's been out for a while on other platforms, so for something that did kind of just come out this year, I really, really enjoyed Resident Evil Remake. Um, I, I did beat it. Okay, so, I mean, I could have said that in the games I played. I forgot, I beat that game. I finally went back and did the last fight, and, uh... Man, that game is just immaculate, but when I went back to replay it, because I was like, I'm gonna start a new game plus, and I'm just gonna keep playing this game, uh, the, in the extra content menu, there's no fucking infinite ammo for the guns and stuff, like, what the fuck, Capcom, are you kidding me, I'm sure there's ways to get infinite ammo that you have to, like, beat the game in 13 hours or something, or, like, you know, that's how long it probably took me to beat it, but, like, beat the game in, like, four hours or whatever, and it's like, fuck, dude, I wanted to, like, just blitz through this fucking game just for shits and giggles, you know what I mean? It was kind of disappointing that I couldn't, at least I had, I couldn't immediately figure out where the uh, infinite ammo and stuff was. So, I don't know, that's just a, a super fun way. Like, I, pl- I replayed Resident Evil 2 remake, like, four or five times because of the infinite ammo stuff. Or the same thing with Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil Village kicks ass. With the fucking Magnum maxed out and, and, and infinite ammo and stuff. Holy shit, dude. You feel like Clint Eastwood, dude. It's so fun. Um, it's Yeah, so it's super sad that I couldn't do that. But I think I'm probably still going to play Resident Evil. That game has a bunch of achievements for beating it in specific ways. So I think I might try to do that. It also is like... I think you have to get a specific grade and stuff to unlock. I, I think I had like 80 saves. On my first playthrough, because I did I played a lot of the game for like like 15 minutes and I'm like, okay, I'm done, and I'd go back and save and then stop playing, right? I have ADHD, so it's kind of hard sometimes to stay focused. What am I saying about Resident Evil? That's probably my favorite game. I would think. Um, Diablo 4 is also very, very good. But it's one of those games that I feel the need to put like tons of time into. And every time I start playing it, I get intimidated. Because I'm just not in the mind space. I really, 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 really wanted to pay attention to the story, but at this point I've completely checked out, unfortunately. So I feel like whenever I start another character, which I might inevitably do, once I get bored of the necromancer, I feel like I'm gonna try and pay attention to the story again. But the game is just such a good podcast game. It's such a good fucking play some, you know, lo-fi beats to study to and just vibe. I've been doing that a whole lot. Uh, So Diablo is a close second for me, definitely. But if I had to guess what my game of the year was uh, at the end of this year, I'd probably go with Starfield, as generic as that sounds. I'm just so excited. I think that that's partially what's contributing to my lack of interest in gaming right now. In general, is that Starfield? It it it, it correlates the timing of the Starfield Direct and my immediate immense drop off of interest in video games is those are those are together. I mean, you can correlate two things like you can correlate Nicolas Cage movies and then uh, Death by Shark Attack. And you could find some kind of pattern there. That's how our brains are biologically wired is to find patterns and things. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited for Starfield and I can't wait for it. And it's, man, it comes out the exact same day that Dance Gavin Dance is going to have a concert here. So that's a little unfortunate. And I've got a couple of friends that are going to go to that show with me. And so I'm very excited for that. You know, I'm always going to see live music and stuff like that. I'm trying to break into the local metal scene because Oklahoma City has a pretty good local metal scene that I've never actually like experienced. But I have a lot of people that I'm starting to interact with that are wanting to go to shows that are that are local. And I'm like, you know, they're, I'm talking local as if as in these people are having concerts at their house in their backyard, like on the 4th of July, which is like like eight, like six or seven days as of recording. There is a fucking barbecue at this person's house, and in the backyard, there's going to be like nine bands that play. And it's gonna be a big ass thing. And it's you know, it's like five bucks. Come here, you know, there's a barbecue, and everyone's fucking thrashing. And I've been seeing these, like, people have been sending me, like, I'm interacting with new people, like I'm putting myself out there. Like, that's where that new friend group is coming from. Like I was talking about rock band and everything. I'm really putting myself out there. After these two years of isolation, essentially. Like, I'm a fucking Jedi, you know? And I've just come back. <laughs> and so, uh, some of these people are like, sending me videos and stuff. And they're, like, swinging around pole toys and shit in the mosh pit. And I'm like, this looks like a fucking time. You know what I mean? These are my people, I think. And so, I gotta I gotta get into this fucking thing. Like, I think I'm gonna go to that 4th of July thing. Uh, What am I talking about? video games I like yeah I have no idea what I'm talking about anyway Resident Evil my game of the year starfield i I'm gonna I'm gonna wager probably gonna be my game of the year at the end of the year uh so elder trolls gaming podcast I think it is John it's not John is it Jono doesn't do the is it Nate? It's definitely not Dan. Definitely, I think it's Nate. If I had to guess, I can't remember who runs the pod. Who runs the podcast Twitter account? But um, they wrote, uh, "Did you take that cat home?" Uh, I p- in the tweet that I posted, I was over at a friend. I was over at that group of people who i have been playing rock with and stuff. I was over at their house to watch Evil Dead Rise, um, with like four of them. And they have a cat. I can't remember his name, but he, 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 he's such a cute fucking cat. And he, he has, like, Siamese cat-like colors, you know? And I made a little, you know, uh, Snapchat video with some chill music playing. And I attached that to the, the, the tweet. And so that cat is uh, not mine. That was a long way of saying that. The cat is not mine. That is just a cat that was watching Evil Dead with me. It was actually kind of funny too because I don't know. I'm like the cat whisperer. I don't know why, but cats really, really love me. And this cat was no different. He would not leave me alone when we were watching this movie. He kept like, I was sitting in a in a chair right next to their couch and he kept stand he was standing on the arm of the arm of the couch. And every like 10 minutes, he'd just push his head into my arm. And I'd have to like stop watching the movie and like pet him a little bit, which is fine because I don't give a fuck about horror movies. I like the Evil Dead movies just because I mean, you know, like Ash is is amazing. You know, like Army of Darkness. I love those Evil Dead movies, the fucking really goofy ones. I don't give a fuck about like horror movies at all, though. Like I don't feel scared when I'm watching them. I don't feel things like when there's like specific gory scenes. It kind of it'll sometimes it like triggers my my. PTSD from like my own like horrific bodily injury. So it's like when I see things going into things and they're really zooming in on the thing and like making sure you know that a someone's been punctured, like a fucking hot dog that's about to explode in the microwave, they've been punctured. I'm not a fan of that. But uh, you know, I watch it and it's like whatever. Um, But, yeah, I couldn't watch it, though, very well because there was that cat nuzzling me the whole time, which is, you know, there's a thing to be distracted by that's, like, up there in things that are wholesome and nice. Um, What what was uh, another funny story at that that exact same, like, scenario was they had a, they were dog sitting, like, one of their grandma's dogs was there, and it's, like, almost completely blind. This poor little... It's a tiny little dog. I think it was a a Shih Tzu. Or some... uh, Like a a half breed of Shih Tzu or whatever. And it would slowly just walk around like a Roomba. It walked around the fucking house like a Roomba. Like just walk in a straight line until it bumped into something. And then it would kind of course correct. And start walking in a different direction. And it kept walking directly into my legs. And then it would sit there and smell me. And then it would like lay on my foot with its head. Just like lay there. And then would get up and start walking away, and one really funny one really funny time was uh, the cat and that dog were both sitting directly in front of me and just staring right at me, and I noticed it and I was like, "This is like some haunted house behavior when the animals are staring at you." And I'm watching a scary movie, so I'm expecting to turn around and there be like a hanging body or something, like a ghost spooky scary thing happening behind me but the funny thing was was this guy zach that was sitting directly to my right i i'm pretty sure he noticed also and he said he was like like he's like look at the animals and i'm like they're fucking staring at me like <laughs> like i like like i am a demon there's well i don't know why but they're staring at me so they're <laughs> and they were doing it for an extended period of time to the point where i was like a little uncomfortable those animals, you know. What can you do? What can you do? All right, Elder Troll's also ask. There's four questions for the Elder Trolls here. So, uh, do you know how much your Xbox catalog of games is worth? Do I know how much it's worth? Oh Christ. No, I really don't. Um I I bet I can do get a calculator really quick. Hold on. All right. So, I have 1160 games. And let's say, let's be conservative here. Let's say the average price that I paid for these games was $25. Cuz I got a lot of indie games, but I definitely pay full price for games as well. So, if I if all of these games on average I paid $25 for. Oh my god. It says twenty nine thousand dollars. That doesn't sound right. That sounds like a lot. But then again, my account is like thirteen years old, and I very early, uh, I was a very early adopter of digital games. I really liked on back on the three sixty. I really enjoyed the idea of not having to put a disc into your fucking console. In fact, that was one of the things when the Xbox One was first announced. I was hyped for. I was like, oh my, they have DRM for the discs? I don't give a fuck. Because I don't give a fuck about discs. Digital is the future. And guess what? Guess what? Bitch. Guess who was right? Daddy was right. D- digital games? Oh, baby. They're 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 fucking winning, baby. We're, Team digital is winning, baby. But we weren't ready. You guys were right back then. We weren't ready. Internet wasn't ready. All that downloading and shit nonsense. I really, uh, I really was an early adopter. I liked the idea that you would be able to put your disc in, download the game, and then just fucking toss the disc into the abyss because of the DRM. I was like, oh, I like that. I'd never want to use a disc again. That was one of the things that I hated about the Xbox 360 because they made an update. I think it was the new Xbox experience where you were able to download your games onto your hard drive. And I was like, that's amazing. And I immediately downloaded Fallout 3 to my hard drive and then realized I still needed the fucking disc in the game so that the game can just so that the console could just check and make sure I actually owned it. Because there's no real like DRM in place. And I was like, Well, this is fucking worthless then. This is worthless to me. It only takes up space and I still have to put the disc in. I understand what it was for. It made it easier for the games to load and stuff like that, specifically really intense games like Fallout. Oblivion, Skyrim, stuff like that. But I digress. Uh, what am I talking about? Oh yeah, I have a ton of digital games, a fucking metric fuckload of digital games. And on the in this totally unscientific method, I I estimate twenty nine thousand dollars. Uh, do you add my Microsoft rewards points? You know, and I'm also subscribing to Game Pass, so add 15 bucks, and then add like 300 bucks for my reward point money. Actually, it's probably more like 180 bucks. I've been using my rewards points. I bought Diablo Four with rewards points, so, so I I think I officially do not have enough money on uh, in rewards to buy a Xbox Series X anymore. Woe is me. Alright, would you sell your Xbox catalog of games for a space burrito? Uh, probably, because it would kill me, right? It would def- if, if it was a burrito made of space materials, I would die most likely because of the foreign contaminants inside of that thing, right? Let's be honest. Uh, I'm not going to be able to handle that. I already have leukemia and strep throat. I can't fucking handle any more diseases. Um, but a space burrito, I would die for a space burrito just to experience it. I would go, I would die. I would, I would like to be the first human being to die to space food. That would like be, that would put me in the history books, right? The Guinness book of world records. Um, yeah, I would, I would probably sell it for a space burrito. Uh, would you sell your space? Would you sell your catalog of games to know if aliens exist or not? No, because I know aliens exist. Haven't you heard the the Blink One Eighty Two song? Hey there, there's something in the back room. That one. Darkness, scary, ordinary. Aliens exist. Uh, Friday night game cast. They're the ones with the next round of questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Friday Night Gamecast. This is going to be... This is the same podcast that Will, King Zozatai, the first questions came from. So, it's like a, a question sandwich. Uh, so, this is Nick, though. This will be Nick instead. Um... How long does it take you to go from coherent to completely un- unhinged on a podcast? Well, that's interesting because I think it's different amounts of time depending on how many people are surrounding me. The more people that are in the show, the less likely I am going to go full sicko mode on them. Uh, it also it only I really only go unhinged on my show. I feel like I'm a lot more subdued on whenever I guest on other places because I'm like I'm in someone else's house. I can't just start opening up the fridge, you know? I can't, like, just start out with a witty 9-11 joke right away. I'm going to scare away all of the potential listeners that might come over to my show and then hear a 9-11 joke in the first 10 seconds. Uh, I think this this is a good baseline, this episode, uh, of how completely nonsensical I've been. Uh, it's It doesn't take long when it's just me. And there's no one here for me to, like, if I can't see someone looking at me as if I'm going off of the fucking deep end, then I just continue to go off the deep end. I just continue to walk into those waters. Probably takes me about 20 minutes. 20 minutes on average. If I'm by myself, five. If it's just Philip. Maybe like seven, because I'm also Philip is very used to being around me, so I have to try extra hard to get that guy to laugh. You have to, you have to understand. He's heard me speak for like thousands of hours, so I have to try pretty hard to go. I have to go out of my way to get that motherfucker to laugh at me. In the meanwhile, he doesn't have to try hard at all. He just say a stupid dad joke, and I'll laugh every time. All right, if they threw you in a room with Neil Druckmann. Locked the door and said, you can't leave until you finish a script for the next Naughty Dog game. Would you murder each other or make a masterpiece? Um, I'm leaning towards masterpiece. I'm going to be honest. Uh, Neil Druckmann, you know, Naughty Dog. I think I really respect Neil Druckmann. I, I, I talk a lot of shit, mostly just for fun. But I think that the last, the first Last of Us game is impeccable. And it's, it's a very high bar. It's hard to clear that for me in my head. I really, really, really like Uncharted 4 as well. I don't know how much Amy Hennig had to do with Uncharted 4, but I know she left during that, and I don't know how much was actually changed. Uh, I'm sure it was a lot. But it's Amy Hennig, right? Amy Hennig, maybe? Or is that the person... Is that the, the, the Ubisoft Assassin's Creed lady... No, it's Amy. I don't know where I pulled that from. I don't know why I know her name and everything. But, yeah, so I really, really enjoyed the first Last of Us, and the second one was just massively disappointing to me. And also, these games are all coming out, like, at a time in which I have never been more fucking jaded by the... uh, What word am I trying to think of? Everything's the same. It's all the same. Starts with a C. I can't think of it. I'm I'm I've never been more jaded with the state of media in general. Like with Marvel, these fucking goddamn superhero games, these fucking all these sequels and shit, all of these like it I I hate like I hate it. And so Naughty Dog is unfortunately just one of these one of these casualties for me in my mind where they're obsessed with this one fucking thing, but I'm uh, I'm totally sure that they can do something better. I'm I'm absolutely positive that they can make a new thing. I want them. So okay, so this is what. I, okay, so this is what's going through my mind right now. Uh, me and Neil Druckmann, you know, we're in a room, we're talking. He's gonna pitch. La- he's gonna pitch the Last of Us three. And we're going to fight for about four hours. Because I don't want to do The Last of Us anymore. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sure he just wants to do The Last of Us because he wants to shove it in the face of the fucking people on the internet that just hate it for no fucking reason. I have my reasons to hate it. I don't hate it, actually. I have my reasons to hate on it, I mean. But, uh, so what I would like to do is I would like to do a space game. I think they, it was rumored, like, that, that... Naughty Dog might have been hinting at a space game in one of their DLCs or whatever. I can't remember what the story was. It's obviously not true because they're heads so far up their ass about The Last of Us that, you know, and of course, everyone around them going, yes, yes, keep going. Yes, do it. Oh, you're so amazing. You're perfect. Oh, you just, yes. These yes men that they've surrounded themselves with. I Dude, The Last of Us, as much as I love it, it's fucking really messed up the fucking, like, it's really messed up game development. With, like, the homogenous nature of, like, these stories and, like, the, the atmosphere, the mood. It's like, once one really cool thing happens, everyone's like, oh, that's the next inspiration for the... That's the inspiration for the next 15 years of fucking AAA games. And it's fucking annoying. I want something new and different. It doesn't have to be completely different. You can still make games within your within your bag, baby. You just gotta the you just need some fucking variety, man. Give me a different atmosphere. Give me a different cat type of character. like so this is what I would do. Space game in space, naturally. future. talking about alien civilizations and stuff like that. Very political story. very controversial story that tackles. It tackles, uh, like gender issues. It tackles because of aliens and obviously the future and stuff like that. It tackles race with humans as well. I hate that video games set in the future, there's not fucking human racism still. It doesn't make any sense. I hate the fucking, it's like, oh, it's just EarthGov. It's a neat idea. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Do you, uh, have you met people? Have you met the government? Have you ever seen the government? Any of them? You think the earth can just like all get together and like kumbaya? You think that's fucking real? That's one of the most fu- fucking frustrating things. That makes me unhinged. When I, when I see shit like that. And usually it's backdressing. You know why people do it? It's because they don't want to have to write books of lore essentially like on what the fuck has happened to the earth like everyone's like everyone just kumbaya stop thinking about it because we want to talk about the aliens the aliens are the interesting thing true we're set in space because we want to talk about aliens true but they could all sorry i got so mad almost threw up uh they could all be true i want all this fucking really amazing intrigue I want these amazing characters that Naughty Dog is completely capable of doing. These amazing human characters. Pun intended, because some of them are going to be aliens. But I want this very intricate, linear story that takes place on different planets. Completely different, beautiful, awesome biomes. I want them to get creative. I want their Jack and Dexter to come out. You know what I'm talking about? I want them to compete with Starfield. I would want their game to f- make Starfield look like a fucking Lego game. Because you can. I remember back on the, in the 360 uh, PlayStation 3 days where people were like, why the fuck can these Uncharted games look be- as beautiful as they do? And then we've got these other games on the Xbox that look like fucking doo-doo. And it's because it's a curated experience very linear they have total control over what you're looking at at all times there's a lot they're a lot less complicated to make when you're making this fucking roller coaster essentially a shooting gallery that is a roller coaster between different arenas you can focus on the fidelity of the art style of the of the of the graphics and at this point we've pretty much peaked on that i'm sure it can get better But back then we were still improving, so there was room for that. I don't give a fuck about all these tiny little details that are Naughty Dog's famous for. Nah, leave that for fucking Rockstar. I want to have a fucking amazing, whimsical experience in space that makes you question your morality. I want you to. I want to get. I want. I want there to be characters that you grow to love, and then you find out that they're essentially a space Nazi, and then you have to question yourself. As to if you can side with this person or not. I want people to think about their fucking games. And not all of them. But I think Naughty Dog is completely fucking capable of doing something brilliant. With their fucking games. And when I play, or when I watch people play The Last of Us 2. Because I still haven't played it yet. I just don't think. It's, it's a lot less evocative than the first game was. It's like, violence is bad. It's like, maybe the humans are worse than the zombies. Oh, how fucking weird is that? You know, giant giant neon sign letters that are, it's flashing and there's fucking arrows pointing at it. That's what I think of when I look at The Last of Us Part 2. It's up its own ass. you We didn't need a second fucking game. And I know I'm always eating my own fucking words with, we didn't need Resident Evil 4 to be remade. It's a masterpiece. And then I'm like, oh, Resident Evil 4 is my game of the year, probably. I get it. I'm allowed to be a hypocrite and have my own feelings. It's different because it's a podcast and you're listening to me. And it's, not, it's like hard to be on a podcast and not sound like you're making declarative statements. But I am just being my own human, you know? And I feel like I'm very consistent about the things that I say. Unless I'm obviously being a goober. I think that Naughty Dog is one of the best game developers of all time. I think they're one of the best storytellers of all time. And I just become disappointed when they don't meet the mark for me. And it's cool if you like The Last of Us Part 2. But if you are listening to me talk shit about this game and you're having a visceral emotional reaction to it, you should look at yourself a little bit. You should maybe like question why you're having that kind of reaction. I understand that art is personable for everybody, but it's like, you have to be able to critique it. Just like you have to be able to know you're a weirdo for eating pineapple on pizza. They're both the same. Just because somebody thinks it's weird doesn't make you a terrible human being. And you're not weird for liking for hate, for liking The Last of Us 2. And I'm not weird for not liking it. You know who is weird is the people who don't like the game because there's fucking, you know, representation and shit and stuff like that in there. Because there's a lot of strong female characters because what's Abby's fucking massive and she could crush my head with her fucking bicep. The people that hate the game because of that, those guys are fucking weirdos. And I know that the internet is a volatile place. So maybe you're having an emotional reaction because as soon as you hear someone talking shit about The Last of Us, you immediately have assumptions about the person as a character, right? Like if I said I like guns, or if I said that I like watching police, uh, p- police uh, videos on the on the internet, you probably have a immediate reaction to that too, right? People are complex, and you don't have to learn everything about every person. That's all I'm saying either. Anyways, we would make a space game. I would really love a fucking evocative and thought provoking space game that's redundant those two words i just said but together anyways uh, also jordan replied to uh nick and he said the answer is to the second question the neil Druckmann question is that neil Druckmann murders me in under five minutes yeah he would probably murder me uh during the last of us three talk i wouldn't even bring it up though that's the thing is that if i was in a room with neil Druckmann, i would want to have a cordial conversation with him and if the last of us came up I would have a fucking normal conversation with that person. Especially since he created it. He has a he has a he has an investment in the thing. He dedicated so much of his time, so much of his life to the thing, right? So I'm not gonna be a fucking dick to him. But also at the same time, if I'm critiquing it and he has an emotional reaction, it's much more understandable. Cause that's his baby. But fuck it also. Fuck the last of us. Anyway. I think this is the last question. Holy shit. This is an hour long. Alright, well, maybe I won't scroll Twitter. This is from Philip. I don't know how he found this fucking Twitter thread. But he's here. He says, What are you looking for in the average game you can play? Wait, are these multiple questions? Hold on, I haven't read these questions before. Okay, now this is the same question. Just two question marks. So it's confusing. What are you looking for in the average game you play? Comparing a triple A to an indie, are you looking for different things or are they the same? So it's essentially the same question. I'm going to drink some monsters. My throat's fucking dying. Ah. Sponsor me. All right. Yeah, man. Being on a podcast for an hour by yourself is so much more different as far as throat dexterity goes than being. Just just having a, one other person on the show literally cuts your workload in half. I'm talking for an hour now. You could call me the throat goat. Alright. What am I looking for in the average game I play? I think I hit a lot of these... Which, it's so weird, is a lot of these questions looped around on each other. So that's kind of interesting. But, like, when I was talking to talking about Nick's question, about when I went on that tirade about whatever the fuck I was talking about, um, I want games that... Are that stand out things that evoke emotion in me, things that can like thought that are thought provoking. Yeah. I think this is one reason why I really enjoyed Scorn, and I think it's why Philip also enjoyed Scorn. The game was very different, and it wasn't good, but the aesthetic was some. It's its own game. It's unmistakable with for, with any other type of game. And I appreciate that. It takes a lot of fucking work to make your game stand out in the increasingly diluted marketplace that is the gaming industry. I, But it's not just aesthetics and art style. Uh, gameplay as well. You need to be able to... I don't know. Gameplay is king, and I think a lot of people forget that. That's one one of the big things I don't like about Naughty Dog games is their games are so fucking boring and generic. Whenever you look at them from an objective point of view, you have specific like lanes that you can dedicate all your resources to in your game, and what and and it really helps you express your artistic vision, right? And I love the games that are able to successfully blend their artistic vision with. ...the medium that they're... uh, ...that they're being creative in... ...which is video games. A lot about video games is gameplay. You don't have to have the best gameplay... ...to be able to capture some kind of artsy, fartsy... ...fucking weirdo like me. You know, because Scorn exists. Scorn's always going to be that example for me. Because I would never recommend that game to anyone. I I would only recommend it to people who... ...I would recommend it to watch... Or people who are good at puzzle games, who are genuinely curious. But other than that, no. I'll play it for you. I'll stream it for you. (sighs) Comparing a AAA game to an indie, are you looking for different things? Okay, so, I absolutely am. I'm a lot more lenient on indie games for a lot of different reasons. Most of them being self-explanatory. You know, the size, the scope, and all kinds of things like that. Um... I like, I like indie games because they're a lot more personable. I'd like to relate this to my live music expeditions, you know, um, where these indie games are a lot smaller projects, but they're a lot more personal. Uh, it's very similar to whenever you go to a, a concert at a small venue. I always talk about how when you see a show, when you go to a festival, it sucks. Festivals are incredible in their own way, but they suck as far as a music listener experience is concerned. Um, Or if you go to, like, a basketball arena or whatever, where most of these big bands are, like, in order, because they're so big, they're going to immediately sell tons of tickets. They have to have a venue of a a comparable size to be able to house all of these people, right? I understand. I don't like, I just don't like the situation. I understand the situation, I just don't like it. We have a very specific uh, example that has happened just recently here in Oklahoma where this band called Sleep Token is coming through. And that this band fucking blew up. They blew up, dude. This band makes women's panties so fucking moist. It's insane. They're coming through Oklahoma. They're coming to one of the smallest venues in the fucking city, the Tower Theater. And the moment that the show got announced, and I saw it, I saw. I was like, oh, amazing, and I saw the Tower Theater, and I was like, oh, no fucking way. There's no way I'm going to be able to see this show because that's going to sell out fucking instantly, and then the prices of the tickets are going to be like $500. And I don't want to spend $500 to see Sleep Token. I don't even really like Sleep Token that much. I like them enough that I would love to see them live because they're a very theatrical band. They're very, like, uh, uh... What is that class like? Drama class kind of band, right? Dude's got a sexy voice too. I'm not gonna lie. I would let that. I'm. I would let that fucking. I would let that voice, uh, have its way with me. But uh, what was I even talking about? Uh, so <clears throat> I understand why big venues exist, but they suck, right? Because it's you get a lot of you get a diluted experience of the of the show. Whereas if you're going to a music show. And it's at a smaller venue, it's so much more personable. And it's so much more rewarding, if that makes sense. And I think that when you find an indie game that speaks to you, it's a lot harder because there's so many more indie games out there. But if you, when you find a game that speaks to you, it's so much more rewarding than when you find, I don't know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And you're doing the checkbox and you're just mindlessly like wandering from waypoint to waypoint and oh I got to sneeze (coughs) all of that I think it's much more rewarding to find an indie game that's amazing than it is to find a triple a game that's amazing even though triple a games can shoot for the stars looking at you starfield really hope that game is good (laughs) holy shit I'll be so disappointed so I think I'm definitely looking for different things. I think most people are though. And that's okay. And that's the last question. Thank you, Philip, for writing in. Philip, Nick, Nate, and or Jono, and or Danny. Dandolph. I don't I, <laughs> uh Jordan and Will from Friday Night Gamecast also. Just watching this video with this cat. Uh, well, how do we normally end the show with what are we playing next I'm pretty sure we're going to do an episode on Diablo pretty soon if I can beat it Um, yeah thank you for listening I hopefully this wasn't too strange and unhinged and stupid I mean hopefully it was stupid but hopefully it was followable hopefully you could follow that train of thought Uh, this is Nave gaming together podcast like and subscribe on all the whatever do the do the things rate us and do all that stuff and goodbye